Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I am your host, Ava, and greetings from the Nine Worlds. Um, and yeah, this week we read chapters one through four, um, chapter titles being chapter four. Gosh, I can't count. <laughs> um, or no, chapter five. Sorry. Um, I've always wanted to destroy a bridge. Chapter six, make way for ducklings or they will smack you upside the head. Chapter 7, you look great without a nose, really. And uh, chapter 8, mind the gap, and also the hairy guy with the axe. And these chapters were full of lots of info dumps, but it was done well enough to where it didn't feel info dumpy. There were some parts that weren't great, kind of, but I still really like these chapters. Um, but yeah, I'll get into that for the chapters that were kind of iffy. But yeah, I think most of them were good. And yeah, let's just get right into the summary now. Magnus wants more information. I mean, he just found out his dad is a god. So I mean, valid reason to want more information. Um, there's a creepy fiery dude whose name goes, her, who goes by the black one, and that just makes sense. Magnus does kill big fiery dude, but does end up dying. But there's this weird flying lady that carries you somewhere, um, but that's no big deal, right? Wait, the gap? Shopping! R.I.P. headphone users. And that was the summary. So let's get started with chapter five, the first chapter we read this week. Um, and the chapter title is "I've Always Wanted to Break a Bridge or Destroy a Bridge, Not Break a Bridge." The sass in just that one sentence, I relate to it like so much. Which, I mean, if it's a good thing, I don't know, but I relate to it so much because. I guess I just do because I am full of sass and sarcasm and Magnus. And, like, of course, there's, like, other characters like Leo, who I'll talk about more in the later chapters. Um, but, like, per everyone's talking about how Percy has uh, per sassy and stuff. And he is really sassy. But the snarkiness and sass for Magnus is just another level. Then Sadie is also... I think King Chronicles is underrated, but also it's, like, my last favorite, just because. But I'm kind of just going off, and we haven't even started reading. So it start, the chapter starts off with Magnus, like, chasing Randolph um, to after he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, your dad is, like, a god, but no biggie. And Randolph's moving really fast towards the destination we don't know yet. Um, and Magnus is like, hold up what um can you re say that again <laughs> um and it talks about um just how there's people on the bridge even though it's freezing and uh i read this chapter two days ago and it was like snowing where i live and it's really early to snow especially where i live but um I was, I like was with my friends and there's a river by my house, like a couple blocks away from my house. And, um, there's this little 
place that me and my brother made a while ago and uh like when we were kids and it's like this bridge thing and we were just standing there and um i had read it right before then i went with my friend and like i it felt like we were reenacting the part because it says uh only um you'd think that people would be crazy to stand or no you'd think that we'd be the only um people crazy enough to stand in these freeze sub-zero weather but this being boston half a dozen runners were chugging along looking like immaculated seals in their lycra body suits and i just like felt like we reenacted that because there was like uh, a quarter marathon going on i think if that's even a thing it was tiny marathon i don't know and people were running by and like my hair is um like just hitting my face and my other friend who has like a pixie cut is just standing there i'm like this is literally the scene but that's a really long story um that i don't know why i said but yeah and so kind of talks about how many people there are on the bridge which with this like storm-like scene this fire scene following or not fire but we that's revealed but like these earthquakes kind of following and randolph's like hey you're gonna die today i feel like it's almost foreshadowing on a very light level just like oh there's lots of people there's a creepy storm thing chasing us because it felt kind of obvious but not very obvious <laughs> um and yeah um, Magnus pretty much is chasing him, even though Randolph has a stiff leg and a cane. Magnus is, like, jogging, like, Randolph, Uncle Randolph, uh, we need to talk. Um, and Randolph's just muttering, like, the river, landfill, banks, the irony, um, patterns of water and stuff. I don't know a lot about anything, to be honest. Um, and then finally... Magnus is like, hey, rewind to the part about my a Norse god being my pappy. And um, Randolph doesn't answer it, of course, because um, ignorance is bliss or we don't have enough time setting things. And as an author, I see where Rick Riordan is coming from writing or not right. Well, yeah, writing it like that because it's really hard to convey information without this oh we don't have enough time oh we uh ignorance is bliss oh you can't know because da 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 that was sounded like a song <laughs> um but it is kind of annoying and repetitive but also i just love the book so much so i have a slight bias because these books are amazing and i've read them forever but also it feels kind of repetitive to have that style but it's also very useful and easy to use um and this quote sums up my life because uh i've never seen doctor who and some people would be like Ooh, what and other people would be like me too um but i am a huge nerd and magnus is like so i'm a nerd sue me and yes even homeless kids watch doctor watch tv sometimes in shelter rec rooms on public library computers we have our ways um and i'm just like i feel that 
and I would, um, my brother would always be watching, like, his Minecraft YouTubers and stuff, and so I could never use the TV, and, um, so I would bike to the library, which was, like, a mile away on my little blue beach cruiser, and even if it was winter, where it's, because where I live, it snows a lot, but November is early for it to snow, I don't know, it just feels really cold outside, and I don't like the cold, <laughs> I'm getting really off topic, but I would go there and just, like, go on the computer and, like, watch my videos or shows or whatever, and then I'd check out books or audiobooks because I'm too lazy to read, um, and yeah, so that quote was really relatable to me, but to recover from that tangent, that will undoubtedly not be the last tangent, <laughs> um, we are going to, oh, okay, I totally lost where I was, um, so it just talks about how Randolph's like, oh, there is a sacred place of the gods, bless them, stuff like that. Um, the irony, how it's a ship. He doesn't really say that stuff. I'm mocking him. <laughs> um, and um, he's like, look over the side. And Magnus like, that's a river. There's water there. And Randolph's like, no, no, below us. And um, <laughs> it's funny because Magnus is like, it looks like a nose because there's something poking out. And Randolph's like, no, it's, well, from this angle, it does sort of look like a nose. But it's all the prow, it's, but it's the prow of a Viking longship. See, the other peer has one too. The poet Longfellow, and goes on to rant this, but I thought that sentence was funny. But I have a horrible sense of humor. So let's continue. <laughs> um. And it's like, they were drawn here. They found the stump of the tree. I'm like, first reading this, I was like, the heck? Trees have not Boston. <laughs> and I was so confused. I picked up nothing until it literally put it in front of us. Like, Magnus is a child of a Norse god, god of healing. It doesn't say yet, and I don't want to spoil. Um, And he... We'll go on an adventure. I'm like, whoa, uh, plot twist. Like, even though I had read all the other Rick Riordan books, I was just a normal kid living in a normal home with something bad going on in my life. A couple weird things have happened, and then they turn out to be the hero. I'm like, Magnus, no, I think Annabeth's going to be this, and Magnus is the side hero. I don't know what I was thinking, but I thought it was a huge plot twist that he was the son of a Norse god. Um, and Magnus, again, with the Mag Sassy. It's going to be called something different every episode. Maybe Magnus Sassy or chassis i don't know but it'll be called something different maybe i'll end up sticking with something but he's like you should give tours all the rabid longfellow fans would pay big bucks i'm like magnus you are literally like an embodiment of me because <laughs> being me my only defense is sarcasm <laughs> Um, and I am not a very strong person either, so I use my awkwardness and sarcasm as a weapon. Pretty cool, right? <laughs> I will go down in his story.
I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Um, and yeah, Randolph just goes on to say, oh, it's sacred. This is important. This is the stump of the tree. I still thought Randolph was cuckoo. And there's lots of twists with Randolph in this, not to spoil too much again, because last episode was filled to the brim with spoilers. Um, and Randolph's like, go, reach for the sword. And Magnus is like, look, I can tell you're having a hard day, Uncle, but maybe I just should go and you can stay here and worship the water or something. He's like, no, and like does weird stuff. I don't know. Um, and Randolph is crazy. Um, and then Magnus starts, like, talking, or not talking, but saying, like, the worst part was I started to believe him. Like, no joke. I was, it made sense. I'm like, I could not imagine, like, believing your crazy uncle who you haven't seen in two years after he's spewing this weird stuff and being like, oh my gosh, that makes sense. Is craziness contagious? Because <laughs> that's what I would do. I'd be like, no, wait, what, huh? Who? Because I don't know how to deal with life. I apologize for the breaks. I'm very thirsty. <laughs> um, and um, Magnus, like, reaches over the river with his hand, thinks about it, and he starts chiding himself, like, you really thought that would work? Like, come on, dude. He's crazy. You thought you could pull a sword from the river? Huh? What? <laughs> um, and then there's like this earthquake that's not an earthquake. Uh, that's totally not magical. That would be insane. Gosh, why would you think that? Um, and yeah. Um, and it talks about like how the bridge shook people fall, cars crash, um, and Magnus is like, that, that was closer than before, you know, when it was, like, over in Pennsylvania, I don't know the geography of my own nation, okay, I'm gonna look up a map, because now I want to know, U-S-A map, um, I think it's next to Pennsylvania, it it shows up Euros, Oh, I I searched up W USA. Haha, <laughs> spelling is hard, people. Give me a break. Um and here is the map. It's all color coded so I can tell. Boston, where's Boston? Uh-huh. I am so confused. Why can I not find it? <laughs> um I apologize for this. I'm just looking very intently for Boston. Okay, I can't find it. Maybe I'll see it later. <laughs> um, and then Magnus tries again because he's like, um, well, Magnus is like, that's closer. Is something like following us? And he secretly hoped, like, I hope that he would say, nah, of course not. Don't be silly, Magnus. Um, but he seems, and then it talks about how, like, literally, he looks old, <laughs> literally. I'm just rambling this episode. 
and it's only the second episode. Sorry, guys. Thank you for listening, though. Um, and it talks about how he just, like, looks sad and got older. And he just starts mumbling, like, please not again, not like last time. And um, going back to the previous chapters, it talks about how he lost his family in storms of fire and they came out of nowhere. And, oh, Boston is in a state. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I didn't know that till today. And I just saw Massachusetts. So, um, oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, I'm looking on the map for Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, my gosh. I'm really sorry, guys. Why have I never known this? Okay. Uh, and New Hampshire, Vermont, New York, Connecticut, and Rhode Island surround Massachusetts. I thought Ma- Boston was a state. Oh, my gosh. And I live in America. Oh, this is really sad. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, and then Magnus, like, thinks about, like, he's grabbing his mom from the past. It's really deep and emotional. And me over here, not able to take anything seriously and thinking Boston is a state. <laughs> Um, and he reaches in, and it's a handprint of his hand, 20 times larger. He starts sweeping the ice away. This isn't a visual media, but I'm swinging my arm around. And, um, he's, like, pulling, and then he feels, like, a piercing warmth in the palm of his hand and, like, picks it up and pulls it out. And it's a lead reed pipe. A lead reed pipe? What's a lead reed pipe? I don't even know. It's a reed pipe. No, it's a lead pipe. Gosh. <laughs> Grover plays the reed, the pan pipe. The reeds are what make the pan pipe. And the lead pipe is a metal bar. If I'm wrong, tell me in the comments or whatever. Um, because I have no idea. I just don't know anything. Um, and... Then he talks about how the water is, like, bubbling, like, dry ice, which I think dry ice is really cool. But also, I don't have a life anymore. And so, um, sorry. Um, it was just a lead pipe. He held it by one side. It was just corroded, full of barnacles and all that. I'm like, that's really sad. I mean, it's cool superpower. And then he goes on the next page. He's like, I've all, it was really cool. Um, but to be honest, I never thought my superpower, if I ever got one, would be pulling garbage from the river. The, the, uh, um, the community service guys would love me. I'm like, the sass. And I'm going to bring this up every episode. And if I don't, I probably didn't even read the chapters because there's so much sass. And this is just the first chapter, and we've already gone off and tangents and stuff. But, um, um, uh, I lost my spot. Oh, and he, um, Randolph's like, you can renew it. He's like, the heck? No, I can't. This is a 
metal bar, Randolph. And uh, he's like, no, we can be safe with the sword. And he's like, uh, no. Um, and then this guy comes, like, something erupts in flames. And this man that is completely dark. Or no, he, Magnus runs to the man across the bridge and street and stuff. Um, and I am going to... Oh, um, in the center of the impact zone stood a human-sized figure, a dark man in a dark suit. When I say dark, I mean his skin was the purest, most beautiful shade of black I'd ever seen. And goes on to describe how dark it is, which I am a very light person, like a very pink colors, blue, like pink, rainbow, literally. I wear black leggings. I don't usually wear black unless it's a funeral because that's what it is. But um, for my funeral, I, I don't want anyone to wear black, but I guess I'll be dead, so I don't get a choice. Um, but I like the color black, just I don't like it. But this would, sounds really pretty, and the guy, um, he goes on to say, like, this is Satan. No, Satan is a schlub next to this guy. This is Satan's fashion consult. And I'm like, but I always love a, love a person who can dress nicely. And that's tiny tiny spoiler that is why blitzen amazing character i love him <laughs> um because i'm also a fashionista with french accents <laughs> i'm sorry i don't know what i'm doing um and it just says you've brought me a gift and uh how he walks through a car because he's made of lava and it melts and he's like i will make you a gift as well and he makes a sword out of midair. And then he, the last sentence is, Give me the sword and I will spare your life. I don't know why he has an accent. He just does now and we're going to roll with it. And so this chapter was actually really nice. Like, not a lot happened, to be honest. Like, to sum up this chapter... Magnus asks Randolph over and over about his dad. Randolph says, no, get the sword. The sword is a lead pipe. Creepy guy that's really fiery comes. And that's all that happens in the chapter. Um, but it's a good chapter because there's, I don't know, no, no action things happen. But, also, but it's not like a lame chapter because I really liked it. So it's not a lame chapter. I really like this chapter. It just, nothing happened, which was good to even out from the first four chapters. So it wasn't a lame chapter. I don't know what I was saying, honestly. Um, but, yeah, it really evened out in the end. And this is only one chapter. I'm like, okay, the summary of the book is. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I really like these chapters. They're good chapters. Um, or chapter, sorry. I am getting ahead of myself. Um, let's just go on to chapter two, because good chapter. Not a lot happened, but that was good, because the first four chapters, lots of stuff happened, and it evened out. But yeah, let's get on to chapter two. Thank you for listening to me rant. And here we are with chapter two. Uh, make way for ducklings, or they will smack you upside the head.
And this chapter, honestly, it was beautiful. <laughs> um, lots of surprises came into the chapter, and but relative, it was relatively good. Um, this is like not how Rick Riordan's usual fight scenes are, which surprised me because there's a very like predictable. That's the word. Um, seen with fight scenes in Rick's books. But in Magnus Chase, you don't see that as much. Because maybe it's because Magnus sucks at fighting. I'm just being honest here. But maybe it's that. But it's like, yeah, like I said before, Magnus is on Magnus's only defense is sarcasm and humor, and yeah, that's the only thing he can really do. He can kind of fight, but barely at all, so that's probably why the fights are different. They're still kind of predictable more in the future books when more characters like Alex come into the books that are absolute amazing people, but this chapter was really good. I really liked it. Um... So, it starts off with Magnus saying, weird stuff goes down in Boston, like people running around in Speedos in the middle of winter. I'm, I read that line, I'm like, the heck you thinking? Like, it's cold. And Massachusetts, Boston, because Boston's not a state, um, is like up by Maine, and Maine is freezing because it's by Canada, and Canada is cold. I might get that geography wrong, too. I have no idea. But um, I've always wanted to move up to, like, a coast place like New York. That's not really the coast. I've wanted to move to a big city. But also, it's cold in New York. So, like, watch me just, like, go to Cali and be like, it's warm here, but it kind of gets cold. But it's not snowing. <laughs> My house might flood tomorrow, but that's okay. It's like... Yeah, sounds like me. <laughs> um, but then he goes, like, Magnus has a good brain for being born into a magic world. And it's kind of like experience and stuff. But he's, like, a satanic-looking uh, guy that dresses well. Add it to the list. And he says, my mind kind of sort of, kind, kind of, sort of, uh, kind of expanded to fit the weirdness. I'm like... I wouldn't be able to do that. But also, maybe I would. I don't know. I'm not being attacked by fiery people. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, I'm just going to say fire giant from now on for Sirt, who is what we're told the name is. I should have said Sirt. And fire giant Sirt. I don't know if it says fire giant in the chapter, but I'm just saying it does now. <laughs> um... And, yeah, he, uh, Sir is still like, come on, give me the, give me the thing, the sword. And Magnus is like, huh, what, no. And, oh, um, he's talking about the people on the bridge and, uh, how, like, everyone's falling down, cars are melting. And then it says two joggers tried to pull a guy from a half-crushed Prius. And I'm like... A Prius? Paul has a Prius. It probably has nothing to do with it because there's still the Prius with the hoof on it. 
but I read that and I was like, Paul, no. Um, but yeah, in the books, it does say there's still the Pegasi hoof marks. Pegasus. Not Pegasi, Pegasus's um, hoof marks on the Prius. So, yeah. Um, and also there's this part where it's like the guy didn't help. He just kept the smartphone up. It's like... That is so true. Like, everyone's like, no, I gotta get this on video. Children in the stroller over... Whatever. It's, like, true, really, honestly. Like, everyone has a smartphone, and they're like, natural disaster? No, you you can deal with that yourself. Video it. And not everyone's like that, obviously. No one can fit in a certain criteria ever. That's, like... You know what I'm trying to say. But it's true that there's people like that and they're increasingly common. Um, and, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, Randolph is, like, this big, burly guy and he's hiding behind Magnus, a skinny uh, 16-year-old with a lead pipe. Like, this guy must be creepy. And... Um, it talks about, like, oh, you want to sacrifice... Sir says, you want to sacrifice another family member. Professor Chase, I thought you learned from our last encounter. Um, and he's like, be quiet, sir. Like, all trembly and stuff. I'm, like, imagining this, and it's hilarious, but also it's kind of sad. Um, and it's like go back to the fires whence you came and i'm like and then magnus is like i i thought sir was being crazy because he didn't seem intimidated but i find the word whence very intimidating it's like the sass <laughs> there is so much sass in every chapter and if there isn't or i don't talk about it like i said i didn't read the chapters because the sass is insane and um yeah uh then and kind of the threat in this is that there's so many people hundreds of people on the bridge that are like gonna burn up and die pretty much like what hold up like all these kids and stuff and these joggers and um Magnus is like, um, stay away from them. I have a piece of metal, not afraid to use it. He's like, you're no fighter, just like your father. And Magnus is like, hold up. And he, like, starts, like, walking towards him. Then, um, oh, bless his soul. Um, it doesn't say who shot the arrow. Oh, no, it does. Hearthstone shoots this cute little Valentine's arrow with a bow and stuff, and it balls and so yeah and then blitz is like run but yeah they have a sign that says make way for ducklings blitzen and hearthstone has um a pink plastic cupid bow with heart arrows and it's like <laughs> cupid doesn't use a tiny bow cupid's a satan um pretty much he is but I, I hate him, but also I really like him because, but he also sucks. So, 
Yeah, if, okay, I'm going to go on a quick tangent here, um, my opinion of Cupid. So, I don't like Cupid in the books. He sucks. But also, it's really true because Aphrodite was like, the, oh, pretty happy love, even though she also sucks at times. But then there's Cupid who's like, the love is not fair, death is fair, nicer than love. It's like, calm down, Karen. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, in the mythology, he's pretty cool. Okay, he's not. He sucks and everything. But he's, like, protector, protector of homosexuals. It's, like, my patron god. Oops. Um, But he... And then he outs Nico, and I hated him. Uh, Well, Eros. No, Cupid, not Eros. But I don't like, like, the dark side of love. That's why I'm not a child of Cupid. I'm a child of Aphrodite, because I love love, but... I relate to Jason that Piper's type of love is so much better. And so, yeah. I don't like Cupid, but also I really like him. Um, And so, that's what I think about Cupid. Even though it's not brought up except for his Cupid bow. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Sir hadn't been... And then it goes on to say, like, Sir hadn't expected an attack by homeless people. And so Blitzen is just there hitting him with the sign. I'm like, what? Oh, and it also says that Blitz is dressed like an Italian priest. I can't. Because uh, he has a big hat, a big cape. You can't even see any of him, pretty much. Um... And then, um, yeah. Oh, Hearthstone um, shoots him with an arrow. And Magnus is like, hey, but since Hearthstone is deaf and mute, he can't hear. Inconvenient thing about, you know, being deaf, but sorry. That was rude. Um... And then Randolph's like, no, we gotta go. And Magnus is like, no, there are people on the bridge. Um, And the funny, like, curses in these books, like, so in the first, in the Lightning Thief, Grover's like, Diamortales. And here, it's like, that sounds, like, very cool and, like, something you could say. And Blitzen's like, God's gloshers. It's like, gosh. Blitz, I love you. <laughs> and then he's like, that's not just a fire giant, that's a black one. And Magnus is like, as opposite to the yellow one, he didn't say that, because it's not funny when everything's on fire. But, um, yeah, so it's finally like, oh, I'm over this, and like, shoes him away, kind of, like, with a fire hand, and aggressively shoves them. Um, and Blitz is like, God's globsters. That's it. The black one. It's like, oh, I don't know who that is. So, <laughs> so, um, then we go on to the next part of the chapter. Um, sir, oh, what, something I also didn't get until, um, it said that, oh, I don't know if it says it here. 
But pretty much, Surt's flames began to swirl. The firestorm spiraled outward, melting cars to slaying heaps, liquefying the pavement, popping rivets from the bridge like champagne corks. Um, and it was, and Magnus is like, if I thought it was warm before, now shirt was really turning up the temperature it's like people are passing out magnus and you don't think huh it's a bit weird i can you know withstand this heat it's like warm he melted a car in half magnus he melted a car in half with no force applied except stepping magnus yeah but i mean also he separated a car in half, so why shouldn't Magnus be able to withstand this fire? Convenient, right? Um, and Randolph is like, no, I'm going to die, and, like, falls on Magnus. Um, and Magnus, bless his soul, he's like, get out of here, drag him if you have to. It's like, saving this guy, he sucks, but he doesn't suck yet, but he kind of sucks. Sorry. But he kind of sucks, to be honest. And he's like, kid, you can't fight that guy. That's shirt, the black one himself. And he's like, and Ma that's what Blitz said. And Magnus is like, you said that already. But Hearth and me, we're supposed to protect you. Um, And poor Magnus is like, just done. He's like, I'm done with this day. It's like noon and it's not even nine o'clock yet. It's not noon, sorry. It's like not even ten o'clock yet. It's my birthday and I'm fighting a fire giant with a piece of metal. And so he's about to snap like, you're doing a great job protecting me with your plastic sign. And it's really sad, but it's okay. Um, and then he goes on like, it warmed my heart. Well, before, he was like, it warmed my heart that they were here to protect me. And he um, goes on to say, but what can you expect from a couple of homeless dudes? They weren't exactly commandos. They were just my friends. They had no way. Uh, there was no way I'd let them die defending me. As for Uncle Randolph, I hardly knew the guy. I didn't much like him, and but he was family. He did say he could couldn't stand to lose another family member. Yeah, well, neither could I. This time, I wasn't going to run away. That is deep. That's really deep, and it's like one, not one sentence, but it's lots of sentences. And it's really deep, because it's like, um, oof. He wasn't gonna run away, and like, in the end, it's gonna be the death of him, because... He dies in the two chapters after this. Sorry, spoilers, but you should have already read them. Um, but he dies! And it's like, you didn't run away, but also that caused a lot more problems that you still would have had to face, but it was really rare. It's this whole thing. Oh, um, story. Um, but it's like really sad and deep. Um, and then, like, they go away, and Hearth is, like, having to help people off the bridge, and Sir, 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 um, is like, I will reduce you to cinders, 
And Magnus is like, you're starting to aggravate me. I have to kill you now. Um, And he walked into the wall of flames. And that's where the chapter ends. So, (laughs) um, Cliffhanger, nah. Just, you know, average kid walking through a wall of flames. But yeah, I like these chapters because they were good chapters with like, deep stuff. It wasn't the basic fight scene that I usually expect from Uncle Rick, um, which was surprising because you see it in, like, all the books, like, King Chronicles, Trials of Apollo, Heroes of Olympus, and Percy Jackson have the same. I swung my sword, they miss, dodge. The enemy dodge. They attacked me with some power they have. I dodged. I swung again. They dodged using another way. I dodged doing a weird using a weird burst of power I didn't know I had. Whereas, um, this isn't really a fight scene, but it's, like, leading up to the fight scene, and it's Hearth and Blitz, like, just hitting him with plastic toys. And it's such a cute image. I want them to adapt Magnus Chase so bad, because this is my favorite series. And funny thing is, I have the least merch from them. Because I don't, I have a SPQR shirt and a Camp Half Blood shirt. And then I have the amulet of Isis. Isis, I think that's her name. I might be wrong. Please correct me. Um, and the amulet of Horos that I got from a Halloween store um, for like two bucks, which was pretty awesome. Um, and, but I have nothing from Magnus Chase except the books. I do have the extra story from Magnus Chase, which I is the biggest honor <laughs> um, that I spent my money to buy the mini book. So yeah, um, I really liked those chap uh, that chapter. It had good character building and how Magnus cares so much about his friends, and I see lots of par- parallels with. Percy and Magnus, like the loyalty, the wanting to snap but don't, having the kind of like weak friend that says they need to protect him. I see lots of parallels and kind of sticking with what works, but also it changes it so much because we're like six chapters in and he was already facing the big bad of like a big bad. Um, and Percy did too in, I think, the first chapter. Yeah. Um, it is just the first chapter. That's crazy. Um, in just the first chapter, he kills a fury. But this um, guy kind of seems more powerful. And especially since he, you know, kills him. Um, but I really liked this. these chapters. They were really good. Um, and... Or this chapter, one chapter. And so we're going to go on to chapter three before I get myself carried away again. And yeah. And let's start off with, or not start off, we've already done two before this. Um, so chapter seven, that is called, You Look Great Without a Nose. Really? And again, I'm going to say this every chapter and it's going to get very ridiculous. Redundant. That's the word. But Magnus, the sass and the sarcasm. How does he do this? Like, I think I'm a pretty sarcastic person. 
but Magnus, you have taken over the world. And I, um, the last time I read or whatever, I had an audiobook. So you couldn't really, I don't know. It's different reading than with audiobooks for me because I seem to remember audiobooks less, but, and they're less emotional, you know. But when I'm reading it, it's like I'm bawling my eyes out, like, um, I'm, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm not going to, but I had an audiobook almost all the books. The only part in an audiobook where I cried, this is slight spoilers for the House of Hades, um, is when Cupid outed, uh, Nico D'Angelo. I was, like, bawling, and it's, like, 3 a.m., because I listen to, I'm really old and have a radio that you put CDs in and stuff, so yeah. I'm just, like, crying in the middle of the night. But, yeah, let's get on with this chapter. And these chapter, this chapter, I, now that I think of it, let's see how many pages. One, two, three. Okay, so chapter six is meh, big. Same with chapter five. But chapter seven has one, two, three, four, five, six, like, five and three-fourth pages. But... And not a lot happens at all. Like, I read it, and I'm like, let me give you a quick summary. Magnus walked into the wall of fire. Talks about all the times, fire and stuff. They fight. Magnus dies. That's it. But obviously, there's more detail. So it starts with how Magnus is... The first sentence, wow, Magnus, you're probably thinking, that was stupid. Thanks. I have my moments. Like, the sass and sarcasm, I cannot compute. Um, but he talks about how he has always noticed he has these abilities, but he didn't think they were magical, because, I mean, just like Percy, why would controlling water and stuff be magical? You know, like, every 12-year-old can do it. In this case, every 16-year-old can sleep in the Boston winter without dying, you know, just the norms. <laughs> um, and then he can, like, um, just fights, um, Sir, the black one, uh, and, um, Sir is making fun of him. Oh, and then as Magnus is on the ground after he was punched, the sword is like buzzing, and it's like, then he stands up, and it's an actual sword. And the description is really pretty. Like, it sounds really pretty. Um, oh, and he sees, like, this apparition when he looks up at the sky. Um, and it's this... Um, she wore a conical steel helmet over a green head wrap, sort of like a medieval knight. Her face was beautiful but stern. Our eyes met for a fraction of a second. If you're real, I thought, help. She dissolved into smoke. Um, and that character will come back in later in the book, but I'm not going to say anything else. Um, I'm looking for the description of the sword. Um, so Blitz and Randolph are gone, and Hearth is trying to help the unconscious people on the bridge and the mother with the two babies. Um... And Magnus is just thinking, I need to save these people. I need to save these people. I need to save these people. And so he's, that's what he's trying to do, at least. And he does a pretty good job. Um, but then he, 
Um, after that, he goes on to say, I looked at the sword, and yeah, I was definitely hallucinating. Instead of a corroded piece of junk, I held an actual weapon. A leather-wrapped grip fell war and warm and comfortable in my hand. The pommel, a simple polished steel oval, held helped counterweight the 30-inch blade, which had a double-edged and rounded at the tip, more for hacking than stabbing. Down the center of the blade, a wide groove was embezzled with Viking runes, the same kind I'd seen on in Uncle Randolph's office. The shimmering... They shimmered in the lighter shade of... Wait, they shimmered in a lighter shade of silver, as if they'd been inlaid while the blade was forged. So, it sounds really pretty. Um, and the sword is, like, controlling Magnus's arm, I don't know, kind of pulling him around, cutting and slashing, but, you know, every sword does that, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, and it cuts off Sert's nose, and hence the name of the title, chapter, whatever. English is hard, okay? Um... And, oh, something I noticed, so I have just reread The Lost Hero, um, and Hephaestus always called uh, Leo Boy, like, on the Pirate Channel podcast or whatever, and um, Sir keeps going, boy, so I wonder if that's, I know it's a weird connection, but I just thought of it and wanted to talk about it. Um, I wonder if it's just, like, you don't address them by their name because it gives too much power to them kind of how it is with gods or it's just what they want to do or it's a weird coincidence either one doesn't make sense so <laughs> nothing in these books makes sense um and sir is just all angry like you will die <laughs> um and he this cannonball of garbage, asphalt, and junk uh, gets thrown at Magnus right in the stomach. And um, and Magnus was like, I was dying. I wasn't coming back from this. Part of me thought, all right, make it count. And um, Magnus pulls him into the water. Um, oh, and he flipped him off. So, <laughs> um it says weekly. I raised my free hand. I flipped him a gesture that he wouldn't need to know sign language to understand. He roared and charged me, which is smart. Like using the enemy's pride against them or whatever um, is smart, but also very, very stupid. But like you, there. Okay, so I also just re I reread all the books just recently, um, and in Sea of Monsters. Um, like, how Luke is kind of just completely different from all the other times we see him in the book. He's, like, just crazy. Like, Azula in the end of Avatar The Last Airbender, when Zuko and... But it's a second book, and there's no reason to why he is like that. If there is, and I just didn't see it, please tell me at the email that I will plug in at the end. Um, and... So... Which, sorry, I'm getting off track, but um, so like Percy is able to get Luke to tell him all the things, even though that's very out of his character. He's not easily baited and stuff like that. But Sir, we know nothing about him and he seems like a hot-headed, <laughs> no pun intended, um, kind of guy. 
who is just not really he thinks he's more powerful and he is honestly because he's a fire giant apparently a very important fire giant that's very powerful and so he's easily baited but um this is just a totally different thing but how luke was baited into telling percy all these things and then like fighting him but then they didn't fight um if you just have read sea of monsters just barely you know what i mean but um yeah it's been it's like kind of weird to see his character like that but yeah um then uh so magnus jumped up and ran him through with a sword i used the last of my strength to grapple him as his momentum carried us both over the railing they fall into charles waver and then the last sentence then i died the end and then it's blank pages the rest of the book i'm kidding that'd be really funny and i feel like rick riordan would do something like that but i was not expecting that and he dies and it's what seven chapters in we're at the eighth chapter you guys eight chapters in or seven chapters and he died already like magnus i think you beat every other character that has died in the books wait actually i'm not sure about that every main character I don't think, like, any of them have died, honestly, except one who I'm not going to say. But I'm looking back. Um, no one dies in there. Only no one dies in that series either. That's, like, hugely mon monumental or whatever. Um, I guess in Kane Chronicles... I can't I remember his name. The little dwarf, I think. He's a dwarf. Um, this is another kind of spoiler. He kind of dies, but then comes back. I don't remember his name. Please tell me that, too. Um, yeah, no one really dies except the one character who I'm not going to spoil. Um, and so Magnus sign is like, a huge not deal because obviously there's more watch it just be like some random other half-blood and it's like hi i'm carl ferelli and my life is a little crazy um and no no it's like it all started when my mom met my dad then they had me. Hi, I'm Ryan, and my life is a little crazy. Watch that just be the rest of the book. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, no one else has died except, obviously, one character who just read the Trials of Apollo series if you want to know. But, yeah, that was just me laying on my bed looking at my books. Um. So, that was really all of Chapter 7. Nothing that much happened. So, yeah. <laughs> goodbye. Until next chapter. I don't know why I said goodbye. Well, I'll talk to you next chapter, which is right now. So, Chapter 8. 
Mind the Gap, and also the hairy guy with an axe. And this chapter starts off with Magnus saying, I, Back in school, I loved ending stories that way. It's a perfect conclusion, isn't it? Billy went to school. He had a good day. Then he died. The end. It never leaves you hanging or asking questions. It wraps everything up nice and neat. Rick Riordan doesn't do that. He leaves you hanging. Hanging off a cliff or in a deep, dark pit, as is the case of Mark of Lucina. So, of course, it didn't wrap everything up nicely. It made more of a story. Um, so, Magnus really died, you know, every piece of dead. Um, and then he has this dream. He's hiking with his mom in the mountains. She, he's describing her. And it says her, um, her mom, his mom's role model was Tinkerbell from Peter Pan. And she, like, looks like Tinkerbell. I could imagine it really well, actually. Um, I have a better time imagining people than places. But that's just me. Some people, it's the opposite. Um, and, um, she goes on to say... This is where I met your father, and that kind of reminds me of Sally being like, oh, I met your dad on this beach. Um, I think it was Montage, Montauk, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but kind of reminds me of that just like randomly. Um, on a summer day just like this, this is where I met your father, and uh, like... Percy, he was surprised because uh, his mom doesn't talk about the dad uh, that much. And she seems just like the nicest person ever. And cute little Magnus was like, you met him at the pond, I asked. Was he good at skipping stones? She laughed. Oh, yeah, he destroyed me at stone skipping. They just seem like the nicest people on earth, and I was so sad. Like, why couldn't they not kill her? Why? Why? And so I'm now very sad, because, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it just talks about, like, oh, you can feel him here. He's all around us. So that kind of gives me, like, the hint, like, maybe he's part of, like, the sun or something, nature. I, of course, already know. I'm trying to give you guys who don't know a chance. <laughs> um, and, oh, this is, like, one of my favorite parts. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so excited. It's really lame. But, um, then, it, after she's his mom is like, come on, I'll race you to the beach, which is so cute. Then it's like, my dream shifted. I found myself standing in Uncle Randolph's library. In front of me, lounging sideways across a desk, was a man I'd never seen before. He was wa walking his fingers across a collection of old maps. And then he's like, death, interesting choice. And um, the man is wearing a Red Sox home jersey. And this guy sounds 
pretty bad at A because I don't want to swear on this podcast. My parents listen to this. So, um, his hair was red, brown, and yellow. Um, tousled and fashionable. I just got out of bed and looked this good sort of way. Dane, he sounds cool. Not my personal bias or anything, but he sounds pretty cool. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's just like this handsome, well put together, but not very business official kind of guy. Um, and Magnus is like, are you my father? And he laughs like, ooh, I like you. We'll have fun. No, Magnus Chase, I'm not your father, but I'm definitely on your side. And this guy just seems important. I really, this interaction, I don't know why I like it so much, but this interaction is really big for me. I don't know. Um, I didn't put any of this in the summary now that I realize it. But, um, and honestly, this was barely put together at all, so I don't know what I'm doing, but this interaction is really cool, especially introducing this new these new characters like Magnus's mom and whoever this guy is. Um and he grabs his wrist and says, Oh, and tell the all father I said hello. Which um several questions. Who's the all father? Who is this guy? Um, and then a female, then he like wakes up kind of, um, and a female voice is like, stop struggling. And they're floating over this gap thing. And I, I read that and I was like, gap. And he also said gap, like the clothing store. And I don't like going clothes shopping because I never really liked it, but I like going. If there's something I really want there, then I see all the other things I like. So I don't like it until I go. Then I like it and I spend hundreds. I'm kidding. I don't spend any money ever on clothes because <laughs> I'm poor. <laughs> and I spend all my money on books. Who needs clothes when you have books, right? Um, and... Looking below him, he saw nothing, just endless gray. And this description kind of reminded me of Tartarus. And, like, when they're looking from Arachnes, I think is how you say your name. Uh, looking from the lair there or in the first book when Grover is getting dragged to Tartarus by the shoes that someone gave him that I won't say because I don't want to spoil um, and then he, and the girl was like, don't make me regret this, she said, and my consciousness faded. What does she need to regret? Stuff like that. Questions arise this chapter. Um, and then it goes, I woke gasping. Everybody in my, everybody in my muscle, you know, English. Every muscle in my body was tingling with alarm. And he says that he looked perfectly fine. His clothes were good. He looked good. Um, he was clean. His hair wasn't dirty. Um, and 
he wasn't dirty at all, which was weird. And he was like, somehow I'd survived, except that was impossible. Where was I? Um, gradually, my senses expanded. I was standing in the entry of the courtyard. Um, and he, uh, there's this giant wall, and he's by this mansion with wolf heads for, like, knockers, I think is what they're called. Um, there's a tall birch tree. It sounds really pretty. Um, and this is, like, the front door to this mansion in Boston. Um, and since, oh, um, then there's this plaque. Um, one was in Norse alphabet I, I'd seen earlier. The other was English, which there's lots of other people that come in. Maybe they go through different doors. That oh, okay, sorry. Um, I'm just saying this idea. If you don't want to hear it, skip probably like 30 seconds. Um, maybe all the other doorways, like in Mexico, if someone in Mexico dies bravely, they go to a Mexico door, um, and they have the inscription in Spanish and in Norse, maybe? I don't know. That's just my idea. Okay. Thank you for skipping those 30 seconds if you did. Um, and it says, welcome to the Grove of Glacier. No soliciting, no loitering. Hotel deliveries, please use the nail tame entrance. Um, and he's like, okay, this is a limit for bizarre. I'm like, you passed that a long time ago, Magnus. This is bizarre on another level of bizarre. Okay, you've had bizarre all day. Just add it to the list. You survived a fall into the river. At least he thinks he did. Um, and then uh, this guy comes out the door like, oh, and Magnus is like, oh, I was just leaving. And he was like, are you sure? Um, and he's like, wrong house? I don't think so. You're checking in. Uh, what? You're dead, aren't you? The man said, follow me. I'll show you to registration. Oh, and his um, name tag says Hunding Saxon, value team member since 7749 CE. And that's how chapter eight ends. That um, is just the end of the chapter. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, and so that's how this episode will end. Was Magnus dead? And that's it, I guess. I really like these chapters. Um, the first chapter, they were short, but a lot happened. But in each chapter by itself, nothing really happened. So overall, I liked it. Um, but you know what I mean. Each chapter, it was pretty short. Not lots happened. It was like fight or very contained. Um, but then put together, lots of stuff happened. And I just made a bad summary. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, the tip of the day don't fight crazy fire people. You'll probably, you have like a 99.9999 infinity point nines. 
um, chance of dying. So don't do it unless you think you're magical. I don't know. Um, and so, yeah. Um, thank you for tuning in this episode. You can email the show at bestfromalltheworlds at gmail.com. That is um, B-E-S-T-F-R-O-M-A-L-L-T-H-E. A, wait, best from all the, W-O-R-L-D-S. Uh, no capital or spaces at gmail.com. And I am your host, Ava, daughter of Loki and Aphrodite. And thank you for tuning in this episode. Bye, stay safe.